This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. All you have to do, dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We will give you the features on the site there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Jason. All right. Uh, So, again, you can bring up anything. Also, you can interact with us over at freetalklive.com where you can actually control the content of the site. You can control it in a couple different ways. One, you can submit new items to it. And then, two, you can vote on what you like and what you don't. And the most liked, make it to the front page in the top of the site over at freetalklive.com. You know, uh, Jason, you weren't here the other night, but I think I might have told you something about this off the air is how I had a conversation yesterday with a woman on the streets of Keene who was uh, pretty critical and uh, and questioning of the liberty activists around here that are associated with uh, Free Keene or what I believe she was uh, upset with were people that maybe have claimed to be associated with Free Keene Mm -hmm. but aren't in point of fact actually associated with Free Keen. I heard the show last night, and so I'm associated with Free Keen. I'm a blogger there. You are. You are one of the people who actually is officially associated with Free Keen, but there are people who could, in theory, claim to be associated with Free Keen, and you and I wouldn't know they were claiming that, and we certainly would have no uh, any way of uh, being able to control the behavior of those uh, of those individuals. So mm-hmm. if, some, if somebody is a really mean person wants to go and walk around and claim to be from Free Keen and insult people, then that could really do some damage to the Free Keen uh, brand. Uh, but ultimately, there's nothing I can really do about that. Right. Well, uh, it's like the uh, there's a bunch of people that were going to troll the Ron Paul campaign, and so they were going to dress up as uh, uh, KKK members supporting Ron Paul. Right. So, this was like a Mitt Romney group or something like that, right? Some, uh, some other uh, I'm some not other sure who it was tied to, but somebody who was certainly anti-Ron Paul. But, I mean, it's bound to happen. Right. And, and the, more, the larger a movement gets, the more likely... You know, the, the less control you'll have over it, right? I mean, it reminds me of the time when we were doing 420 celebrations here in Keene, and a cop uh, stopped me one day, you know, like a couple months later. I was at a polling location doing some voter outreach and uh, for one of the candidates, and he stopped me and he said he wanted to talk to me about something that had happened. And he said that uh, one day at one of the 420s, somebody ran out in front of an ambulance and stopped the ambulance from being able to get where it was going. And, you know, I was shocked at this. And, you know, he was asking me how I felt felt about that, you know, as though I would be somehow in favor of that. And I said, well, no, I mean, that's that's wrong. I mean, that's, that's not right to stop somebody from getting from point A to point B and certainly not right to, to stop an ambulance from getting to, to help somebody. But so why was he talking to you about it? Well, it's this this mentality that uh, that I'm in charge or that I somehow represent everybody who's in any given uh, zone. I mean, so because I've been involved with the 420 celebrations, therefore, you know, maybe I have something to say about this. And or, you know, I guess he was just wondering how I felt about it, whether I agreed. I don't think he was accusing me of of being a part of it or sponsoring it or anything like that. Uh, But I think that's kind of part of this, you know, this idea that just because people are seen together means that they're somehow connected, that they they uh, they transfer the exact same information between one another, that they're just extensions of the same entity. And of course, nothing could be further from the truth. We're all individuals and we all have different uh, belief systems and we don't all agree on everything. And what he was likely describing was one of the, you know, immature, younger uh, teenagers or whatever that was out in the park on one of these days and just acting like a teenager would act. Uh, Standing in front of an ambulance? That was the claim. 
He said he saw it happen. Who would support that? I can't imagine. I can't imagine anyone would. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there was that, and and so today, just to kind of counteract that, uh, we were out on the streets again doing more Bearcat outreach. For those of you that uh, don't know, there's been a lot of uh, that's been international news coming out of our very own Keene as of the last couple weeks, where Keene, New Hampshire, is the only place ever to have really had any sort of significant counter movement against the uh, the Bearcat, this militarized tank mm-hmm. that police departments around the country are receiving courtesy of the department of homeland security if you live right. in a small or excuse me if you live in a medium to large city you your police department probably already has at least one of these vehicles there's about 300 of them uh th- 300 different communities that to have these uh, these armored Is it 300 communities or 300 tanks i thought it was 300 tanks you may be right but uh, there, there, um, there are plenty of communities, hundreds yeah. of communities that have these uh, armored attack trucks. Uh, we were actually uh, in Manchester, walking by the police station, and we saw that they had one in their parking uh, lot. And so, uh, that's actually the first time I heard that Keen was uh, in the pl- process of getting one for themselves. And I saw it. I walked around it. Um, eventually, cops told us that we had to beat it and couldn't so- stand so close to their armored attack truck. Mm-hmm. But uh, I noticed on the back that there was this uh, department of a homeland security logo on the back and uh lovely I, I did not like that one bit well they're just bringing them into the fold you know it's just part of the federal government just a just an extension of the 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 feds at that point they have holes built in the side where um gun ports gun yeah where law enforcers can stick guns out and, and shoot and you know maybe if they weren't uh, waging their war on drugs against peaceful people or um you know harming folks with um with the weapons that they already have Maybe, but no way, no way should uh, the Keene Police Department uh, have a no bear police cat. department should have uh, any anything like this. I mean, we shouldn't have militarized police at all. And the good thing is that most people in Keene agree. Uh, I've been on the streets for the last couple weeks, uh, off and on, mostly on over the last couple of days. It was pretty much spent the whole afternoon uh, reaching out to people today and talking to them and in the snow and uh, yeah, in the the snow. If there's a blizzard thing going on here or something like that. <laughs> And uh, but people were still willing to to stop and and talk briefly in in many cases and most of them are against this uh, bear cat and I've been encouraging them to contact the city council. I think tomorrow night we're actually going to have to be uh, on a refeed for a little while because Mark's out of town and I don't want to miss this uh, this bear cat meeting. Mm-hmm. So I think we may actually like for the first time ever actually have to purposefully play a refeed on Free Talk Live because I don't know if there's anybody here who can like take care of the show without me or mark being here i mean there are some people that are trained mm-hmm. to do the first role on this program but i don't know where they're all going to be i imagine some of them are going to want to be at the the bearcat hearing as well so uh, i apologize in advance for anyone who's looking for live programming right out the gate uh tomorrow night but odds are good we're probably going to be uh, elsewhere hopefully we can find somebody uh However, the audience here can uh, watch uh, fr33agents.com slash live, and uh, we're going to be live streaming the event. Excellent. Because I know we want to see it. I'll be there. Um, I usually work on Thursday nights making agorist tacos. You're taking your time off, too. Yep. Got to do it. It's a big, uh, it's a historic event. This what, is big. One way or another, um, I think it's going to be a win. It's already a win because uh, we've already highlighted um, police aggression in this community. And it's great to see uh, everybody join together against, um, you know, the desires of the Keene Police Department to, uh, uh, you know. And have, the federal have, government. And the federal government. And the, yeah, exactly. If, if this can, if this can be reversed and there's a small chance, I don't know how big the chance is. I don't feel like it's that big because I don't tend to believe in politics as a, as a real solution. But I think that if you can change anything, you can change the local people's minds as opposed to the, the guys in, in D.C. And if 
this changes, if they actually, you know, reverse this. And actually, odds are, if they change anything tomorrow night, it'll just simply be they'll vote to re- reconsider it. Mm-hmm. There'll probably not be a vote to actually get rid of the Bearcat tomorrow night. It'll probably be a vote to reconsider the issue, which means it'll be open again for further discussion and further input. And it'll probably take another few weeks to actually get around to, uh, you know, a decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, is fine if that's the way it goes. It just means we've got more time to, to you know, to hit the streets and, and communicate with people. But if this thing can be turned around, that I mean, it's already been historic in that we're the first area to actually do any sort of refusal of this uh, or to speak out against it. But if it actually gets turned around, that will be huge because no one's ever refused one of these. No, no city government has ever refused a bear cap before. And if Keene, New Hampshire can be the first place to refuse it, maybe that will inspire other people to realize that maybe there is some hope and that uh, we don't just have to resign ourselves to allowing the police to become more and more militaristic over time, that something can be done about this. Mm-hmm. And what's great is that uh, while we've been active, you and I, Ian, and others, um, it's been spearheaded in large part by uh, local members of the community who were able to support and uh, now a lot of people are really grateful that uh, people chose uh, Keene, New Hampshire as their home and to do a place to do their activism. Well, so we were on the street today, Kelly and I, and one guy stops and asks Kelly uh, before she even really said anything to him. I mean, she might have pitched him like, do you know about the Bearcat? But uh, he says, are you a free, are you a free state, one of those free staters? And Kelly actually isn't, I don't think, uh, a free stater. Kelly Voluntarist, uh, one of the bloggers at Free Keen. I think she just made the move, and I don't think she's signed up retroactively for the Free State Project. So she's, you know, she wasn't lying when she said she's just an individual. Uh, I would, I will answer that question truthfully, but uh, you know, I, I understand some people are iffy about it. And so she goes, "Why are you a Free Stater?" And he goes, "No, but I really appreciate what they're doing." Eight five five four fifty free. So it was nice to have that counteract the uh, the angry lady that I talked to uh, yesterday. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You can take control of the airwaves. Coming up, some really frightening news out of the federal government. It's Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and if you like this program, and you want to help support Free Talk Live, would invite you to shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com, and that's where you'll find links to Amazon. You click into the right Amazon for your country, and you'll get your regular Amazon shopping experience. It's just you're entering through our portal, so Free Talk Live gets a portion of your purchase price. So start your shopping over at shop.freetalklive.com. Same great deals you're used to, same super free super saver shipping options, and all the it's the usual Amazon experience. You're just starting through our portal at shop.freetalklive.com. Get the stuff you want and help Free Talk Live at the same time. Now, there is something you can't get at Amazon, and that is the jurisdictionary. If you've ever been the victim of injustice and decided to do nothing because attorneys are just too expensive, then you need to know about jurisdictionary.com. It's for people like you that don't have attorneys or... If you're like me, you don't want an attorney. Uh, It arms you with information on how to use the court's rules, which if you don't know them, then you might as well be fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal court. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney, and the four-CD course is so easy, the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. Visit Jurisdictionary.com, get their free tools, like the free videos, legal dictionary, tips and tactics newsletters, and more, and then, of course, buy their course. And when you do, you can use their pull-down menu and let them know you heard about them from Free Talk Live. That's Jurisdictionary.com. 
jurisdictionary.com. As we continue here with a story that I came across last night that's pretty disturbing. Like on the on the the scale of sick, this one's, you know, it's up there. Uh, this from rt.com. They've got the most exhaustive version of this out there. By the way, searching for this bill number, HR347, does not reveal much. There is not much out there uh, as far as the mainstream media is concerned about this piece of legislation. The U.S. House of Representatives, by the way, voted 388 to 3 in favor of this legislation that I'm going to tell you about. But yet, the mainstream media has deemed this story unimportant. Only Russia Today is really the only you know only media outlet of significance that is reporting on this. There are a couple of other you know smaller sites. Uh, Business Insider mentions it, and uh, AntiWar.com. Obviously, we know AntiWar.com. There's some good folks over there, uh, but you know it's, that's not a mainstream site. So there's nothing really out there about this. I'm going to give you what RT has to say about it here, and you can go and check it out for yourself. But this thing is in motion. It's been passed by the Senate. It's been passed by the House. It is now awaiting signature by Barack Obama. And if you think he's going to veto this, you're fooling yourself. You still believe in hope and change. Just when you thought the government couldn't ruin the First Amendment any further, the House of Representatives has approved a bill that outlaws protests in instances where some government officials are nearby, whether or not you even know it. According to the story here, they voted 388 to 3 in favor of H.R. 347 on Monday, a bill which is being dubbed the Federal Restricted Buildings and Grounds Improvement Act of 2011. See, they're going to clean up the grounds by cleaning out the protesters. That's right. Uh, In the bill, Congress officially makes it illegal to trespass on the grounds of the White House, which on the surface seems not just harmless and necessary, but somewhat shocking that such a rule isn't already on the books. This is according to RT. The wording in the bill, however, extends to allow the government to go after much more than just tourists that transverse the wrought iron White uh, White House fence. Under the act, the government is also given the power to bring charges against Americans engaged in political protest anywhere in the country. Under current law, White House trespassers are prosecuted under a local ordinance, which is a Washington, D.C. legislation that can bring misdemeanor charges for anyone trying to get close to the president without authorization. Under this new federal law, it will be formally applied to such instances and will also allow the government to bring charges to protesters, demonstrators, and activists at political events and other outings across America. The new legislation allows prosecutors to charge anyone who enters a building without permission or with the intent to disrupt a government function with a federal offense if the Secret Uh, Service is on the scene. So like a mic check. Anything they could call disruption. I mean, we've seen they've gone after us, Tally, you and I, simply for bringing a video camera into a building. Mm -hmm. They call that disruptive. When it's it's not the mainstream media that's holding the camera, it's disruption. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's disorderly. And but that's but it's not only what the the Secret Service is around. The law stretches to include not just the president's palatial Pennsylvania Avenue home. Under the new law, any building or grounds where the president is visiting, even temporarily, is covered, as is any building or grounds, quote, restricted in conjunction with an event designated as a special event of national significance, unquote. So any event which they consider of national significance Will be restricted. Yeah, they're going to suspend the Constitution if it's of national significance. Mm-hmm. Wow. that's Well, the Constitution's been suspended. What they're doing right now is just doing a little covering their butt. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been harassing people in protest areas for a long time, uh, since long before Barack Obama hit the scene. 
I remember there were arrests of some of our friends here in New Hampshire several years ago. Uh, Russell and Kat Canning were uh, were arrested. I, were they arrested? Well, they were threatened. I don't recall the details, but they were seriously harassed and intimidated by Secret Service agents simply for holding a sign in somewhere in the vicinity of where uh, Bush was going to be speaking many and, years ago. And Dave Ridley was harassed when the vice president was at a, um, a New Hampshire hotel just yep. because he was asking questions and maybe too close for their liking. So covered under the bill, uh, let's see, is any person protected by the Secret Service? So it's not just the president. Santorum, uh-huh. Romney. Exactly. So, for instance, when uh, myself and Bo, and I think you were there as well with uh, with Derek J, when we were uh, having fun, uh, doing a little bit of uh, protesting of Rick Santorum when he came to town. I wasn't there. You weren't there for that one. I know Derek J was there, though. And uh, and Bo and I both got to ask uh, Rick Santorum whether he's Googled himself. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you want to see the video, if you haven't seen it, you can go and look for Free Keen Owns Santorum. And it's it's very amusing uh, what what happened. We certainly had fun uh, with our antics, and uh, you know got some good video footage at uh, you know at his cost essentially. But now they're saying that uh, those sorts of things could be considered disruptive, and therefore would become federal criminal offenses. So let me read this definition of martial law because mm-hmm. it sounds really familiar to uh, what they're imposing. Uh, martial law, this is Wikipedia, martial law is the imposition of military rule by military authorities over designated regions on an emergency basis, usually only temporary. Um, so while the Secret Service, I suppose, isn't uh, military, I think they still wear suits with their sunglasses. They do. They certainly have uh, militarized weapons and, uh, and and armor at their disposal. So, yep, just more, uh, more chipping away at uh, people's uh, ability to redress their grievances with the uh, right. people who... Uh, some people are still electing. Well, Alexander Haig is famous for saying, I think it was during the Reagan administration, you know, let them protest so long as they pay their taxes. Mm-hmm. But clearly that doesn't apply anymore. Now it's, no, no, we don't even want to see them protest. Yep. You can, you can protest over in our free speech zone half a mile away. Yeah, they can carry signs if they say hope or change, but uh, nothing critical of the government. Covered under the bill is anyone protected by the Secret Service, uh, and although such protection isn't extended to just everybody, making it a federal offense to even accidentally disrupt an event attended by a person whose such status essentially crushes whatever currently remains of the right to assemble and peacefully protest. And as we've seen here in Keene, New Hampshire, there's no right to assemble. If you're assembling in a way that's offensive to the government people, then you you will have your rights crushed, as we have done. Uh, you were banned from the courthouse. I was banned from the courthouse from the entire property. That uh, what are we up to? Six or seven different people, I think, have been uh, issued uh, yeah, no trespass orders. With no explanation of why. Right. They, they came out and told Pete Ayer from CopLock.org that he couldn't set foot on the property, even though he's never once been there singing to anyone. They came after us initially because we were singing at people, and that was called harassing. And because we were holding video cameras and trying to hold people accountable. So if you're doing something that questions the status quo, you, don't, you haven't had the right to assemble. It's just now they were just making it official, and they're making it into a federal crime. More coming up. We'll give you more detail. It's Free Talk Live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest liberty forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You may take control of the airwaves by dialing in to the toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 855-453-TOLL-FREE, 3733 By the way, SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call and have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner over at freetalklive.com. By the way, joining you here tonight, it's Ian. And Jason. And Jason is here, courtesy of his website, tally.tv. That's T-A-L-L-E-Y dot TV. But also free agents, fr33agents.com. We got into detail on uh, fr33 agents last night with uh, with Derek J and how it is. Uh, it's an it's really an exciting site. I think with a it's built in with a lot of potential. The way it's been uh, structured, it's still kind of in a beta phase, though, is it not? Right, and we're going to have our official launch on uh, March third. Oh, uh, really? Wow, that's. That's coming up fast. It's coming right up. But, you know, uh, I think we've been uh, delivering some great news. We focus on the uh, uh, peaceful global resistance. And uh, I know Derek's been doing a great job with the radio news that you can hear on LRN.FM. Five-minute newscast about that, uh, the peaceful uh, evolution taking place around the world. And it's exciting stuff. We also have, like, every day just fresh stories about uh, what's taking place um, and also, we uh, are going to start supporting activists more and more, uh, getting more reports about uh, what's taking place in uh, various free agents areas. Excellent. FR33agents.com. You can go get signed up. You can start your own website there. You can actually have your own blog. Your own website, your own campaign. It's uh, You can c- get connected with other people. It's exciting stuff. FR33agents.com. As we continue here, we'll take your calls about what you want. Also, talk more about this trespass bill that is going to just trample all over whatever remained of the First Amendment, uh, the freedom to protest, free speech, freedom to assemble. Let's go first, though, to Chris, listening in Connecticut. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Jason Talley. Hey, good evening, Free Talk Live. This is Chris from the police state of Connecticut, and I want to say it's an honor and a pleasure to be speaking with you guys. Welcome, sir. What's on your mind tonight? I wanted to detail a run-in with a bearcat that I just had down here in CT on Monday. Oh, no. But, but first, I, I, I hadn't heard about that topic you were just speaking of with that new uh, House resolution with some 363 uh, yay votes. Three, 388 uh, voted in favor and three voted against. I presume Ron Paul was one of the ones that voted against this. Uh, it's yeah, uh, HR say. 347, which is going to basically crush any sort of uh, right to protest anywhere near someone protected by the Secret Service. I, I would imagine Ron Paul and Dennis Kucinich hopefully were two of the three. But at any rate, that, that House bill is particularly disgusting hearing your details there. Absolutely. But since your time is limited, I just wanted to get to my Bearcat run-in that I had on Monday. Yeah, now are we talking about the Bearcat, the, the tank kind of Bearcat? A Lanko Bearcat that I spotted in my rearview mirror. I could not believe it. Wow. So uh, I'm cruising from Hartford, my work, back to Norwich. I'm taking Route 2 eastbound about 4 in the afternoon, and I look in my rearview, and I see what I think is a Hummer, and that's mm-hmm. not too uncommon. There are some guard bases that, that travel between there. And then I, I got a better look, and I'm like, wow, that's, that is a Bearcat. I'll be. So I, I slow down. I pull out my really cheap cell phone camera, and I get right alongside of them so I can see the whites in their eyes, and I start taking pictures. Good job. And let me say, they were not happy. There was a, a police SUV in front that it's unmarked, it's silver, but I recognize them. I travel the road frequently. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, they tried running some evasive maneuvers on me. The the guy in the lead went fast. The Bearcat went really slow, and I'm I'm driving an Eclipse, going like 60. He dropped down to like 40, and uh, he got off the next exit. But I was able to slow down and get around him from some angles and get some pictures. And uh, I put them up for some uh, submitting of a show prep on your site there, and I, uh, I I did put them public on my Facebook profile, Christopher Smith in Connecticut. They're up there right now made public so you can see the three or four shots I got. With so my you, you must have felt safe. I mean, with that bear cap behind you, it's a rescue vehicle. So it's, you oh, know, I, I felt a little white knuckled when I could see this growling tank behind me and, right. uh, knowing that I'm probably going to face some repercussions from that unmarked, uh, police vehicle that I usually see anyway, but Hey, the word's got to get out. I saw him pulling in. It, it appeared to be brand new. Like mm. they were just driving back from probably Hartford where they got it. Mm. And they were probably bringing it to like some little hamlet in between Hartford and Norwich, and it's just disgusting. Well, they are. um, I I told about in the past few days. They are irate. Excellent. Well, I'm glad to hear about that. I'm glad that you know that people are out there doing whatever they feel like they can, even though there's not much of a movement. I mean, what what is there down in uh, in Connecticut? Is there any sort of a liberty movement of which to speak? Um, No, it's it's pretty dismal. I mean, stop and frisk and show your ID or almost. You guys have stop and frisks too. Well, they might not be declared, but man, I live in Norwich. I've been shaken down and had to flex my Fourth Amendment on multiple occasions. Jeez. And man, they they don't like it. They actually told me I need to go read my constitution when I've cited them quickly. You know, you, you can't ask me for ID on the street in a public place. You know, they're, they're vicious. They are vicious. That's why I call it the police state of CT. And I hope to get my act together. And I, I want to get up your way, but I'm I'm not 100 percent on that yet. But it, it's getting more and more. Well, what's it gonna what's it gonna take? Financial issues, family issues, but um, we're pretty much there, you know? So, Chris, I'm going to find that uh, video that you're talking about, and I'll republish it for the listeners at uh, thanksbutnotanks.com. So uh, thank you for taking that content. Just a couple photographs, but you guys, you guys do an awesome job, and I just want to say more power to you and keep up the good work, and Chris, I hope there are many more years of free talk live coming out of your Keen studio there. Well, thank you for the call tonight. appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. It sucks to be a liberty activist and be all alone. It's just no fun. You know, I was living in Washington, D.C. I was um, responsible for uh, what we called an activist network, the Bureaucrash Activist Network. Yeah, and um, But I would watch uh, videos along with uh, Pete Eyre while we were living in Washington, D.C. and said, you know, those are our kind of people. You videos know, of what's going on in New Hampshire? Yeah, exactly. What's going on here in, in Keene and in the Shire. And, like, those are our kind of people. And so that's why we moved here. A lot of, It's funny. To and were see, you right about that? Oh, absolutely. Kind of oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't left. I've been, I just celebrated my uh, two-year two mark. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It's I'm coming up on uh, about five and a half now here, and it's been great. Mm-hmm. And, new, you know, new people are always showing up, and it's just so great to, uh, you know, have fresh ideas coming in at all times, essentially. People with, you know, new, uh, you know, not only new ideas they want to explore, but maybe new activism that we've never even thought of before and uh, different issues to focus on that maybe we haven't before. Yeah, and just the willingness to collaborate, uh, you know, multiple people working on the same cause is mm-hmm. just, um, I mean, that's why I'm here. It's 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 awesome. Well, a perfect example of this uh, from today. I went to the uh, the college, local college, and I've done this plenty of times before. Uh, but today was the first time I was told by college security, the security cop, not an actual cop, but sort of 
came out and uh, you know found me. I was handing out flyers at the anti bearcat thanks but no tanks dot com. Those flyers, the full page ones, handing those out to the students and inviting them to call local uh, city council members about this. And my mistake was I was there too long. It was me and uh, David who sometimes calls this uh, this program. We were there. We're the only two there, and we just stayed too long. Normally you could just go up during class change. It's like fifteen minutes. You're in. You're out. You hit them while they're going from class to class, and you leave. But we stayed past the uh, the end of class change just because there were still people walking around, and so we wanted to get as many of the flyers out as possible. Shouldn't have done that. It gave them too much time. They ended up catching up with us, and uh, you know, essentially said, "Well, you can't be here doing this. You know, it's college rules. If you keep doing this, we're going to call the police. We'll have you, you know, issued a no trespass order." And <laughs> I've been banned from uh, the courthouse. I've been banned from the you know the local uh, middle and high school in uh, in, in the Monadnock region. And I, I didn't want I don't want to be banned from the college. So I said, "All right, tell you what, I'll go and look at whatever your process is to get permission here, since you're threatening me." Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, went up and talked to them. And you know, they were they were nice about it all. But essentially, their process was well, I'd have to tell them. It wasn't a real big bureaucratic thing. It was just like you know, ask. Asked to come in and you know, give something out, uh, but what the problem was was they wanted us to have like a table set up in the student center, which you know it's cool that they would offer that, but that's not the kind of uh, I don't consider that outreach. That's very passive, and they said that you have to be passive if you're going to interact with the students. That you can't approach them. And I said, well, if if I were a student here, would I be able to approach other students? And they said no. Wow. So uh, they have a monopoly on education. Yeah, more coming up here, though. There's a, there's an extra part to the story that I can get to. It's Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. It's Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features you will find there for free. Those features include the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo to show that they are listeners of this program. Uh, once again, go to shrine.freetalklive.com, and if you're a lady listener, you can get details there on how to become part of the Shrine, shrine.freetalklive.com. Before we continue uh, here, we'll take your calls about anything you want. Also, talk more about the trespass bill that is going to criminalize the so-called right to assemble and basically uh, completely abolish the First Amendment uh, even further than it's already been. Uh, but I was giving you an example of how useful it is to have other people around who are willing to help you with activism. Uh, how just – I mean it's just – you can't even match this anywhere else. Just having people who are willing to take action is so useful and so effective. 
so what I was telling about telling you about was I was at a college campus today doing some outreach, and I was there too long. College security found me. They told me that uh, I wasn't allowed to do what I was doing, that I had to get, get permission. But even if I were to get permission, it turned out that I wouldn't still be allowed to do what I was doing. They would only allow me to have like a table or an area in which I could stand or sit in the student center, which, you know, to be fair, does have a high amount of traffic. There are a lot of people going through there. But I know about outreach. I've been doing it for a decade of my life. And if you aren't an outgoing person, it's not outreach. If if you don't make an effort to stop someone who is walking by, if you don't throw a pitch out like with the Bearcat thing, I'll say, hey, have you heard about the Bearcat? You know, just ask them a question. Draw them in. Ask them, you know, get them talking to you. Uh, if you just sit behind a table, no one's going to come. Very few people are going to come up and say, hey, what are you doing? Very, <laughs> very few people. So I know it's just going to be a waste of time if I were to go through these, this process and ended up getting the table. And I, I know I can have it for all day if necessary, but I don't have all day to sit at a table at, at college. I'd rather go for 10 minutes during a class change and hand out hundreds of flyers. And so because I was told that if I continued, I would, they would call the police on me and have me banned for trespassing, I didn't want that to happen. So I said, oh, I'll tell you what, you know, after I learned about the rules and what they wanted me to do, I was like, you know, I'm just going to take off. Take it easy. And I, we were both nice about it. Both sides were, were cordial to one another, and, and I left. Uh, but every two hours, they have another, another class change. And so I went out to the, uh, the Keen Activity Center, and uh, I had informed some other people that I had intended to go back and do more flyering later. But obviously, now that I'd been threatened by campus security, I felt like maybe I shouldn't do that. But none of the other people at the Keen Activity Center had been threatened, so they came out, and they did the flyering. And I was still there for it. I just didn't do any of the flyering myself. Security didn't come up to, uh, to bug us at all, so none of them were threatened at all. So they're all still uh, in the clear. And uh, you know, it was successful. So we got you know probably another couple hundred flyers out because nice. uh, we had the people who were willing to step up and, uh, and fill in the gap. Mm-hmm. So it happens all the time. Up here, it happens all the time. But where you are, it probably doesn't happen at all. No. Because you have to have numbers. And we're still even early in this, you know, the whole process. What, maybe a couple, a few dozen people living in the area as part of the Free State Project or Shire Society mm-hmm. at ShireSociety.com. Uh, we need more. We need thousands of people here in New Hampshire. We're seeing it. We're seeing more and more people get inspired by what's taking place. And, you know, maybe they're not moving to Keene, but, uh, you know, they're moving to other communities in the Shire. And it's great. These networks keep strengthening. And uh, I that's the way we're going to have a voluntary society. Yeah, you've got to you've got to do it deliberately. If you want to have a voluntary society, it's not going to happen on its own. You've got to be very deliberate about it. You've got to plan. You've got to get people together who believe in these ideas, who love freedom. Let's continue with Drew listening in Iowa. Drew, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Jason. Thanks for having me. Great to be with you guys. Sure. Go ahead. Um, while we were on the topic of uh, armored vehicles with regular, you know, uh, police forces, local police forces. Uh, I was driving up a local road here in Iowa a couple of months ago, and uh, I didn't see anything as exotic as a bear cat, but we were sort of, uh, we're just driving. I had my family in the vehicle, and my wife was talking to me. Uh, and in mid, mid-sentence mid of her, we come up to this uh, busy intersection on this road that we were on, and I see this Humvee come across on the, the uh opposite street in the intersection and but it wasn't your regular humvee it was uh it had it was styled like a, an actual military army marine np humvee there's mm-hmm. sort of a unique look to them and i'm looking at this thing and it has our sheriff department paint scheme on it just like the police car and 
So as I explained, it wasn't just your average Humvee. It was designed like the military MP Humvee. And it was also equipped with everything that appeared to have some sort of crew-served weapon on top, like an M249 or, you know, a 50 cal. Wow. Not not nearly as exotic as a Bearcat, but my it, mid-sentence, my, my jaw just dropped. And my wife was wondering, you know, what did you see? What did you... And... Uh, my jaw literally dropped. I couldn't believe what I saw. Wow. So what do you think about the militarization of our streets? Uh, obviously, I mean, you know, not good. There, it's just regular police forces are supposed to, uh, I think, do, you know, less, uh, how do I say this, less, I guess, crazy things than freaking having a Humvee in a neighborhood with a crew-served weapon on top of it. Jeez. It's scary stuff, and it's amazing that it hasn't happened until now that there has been any significant form of protest against this thing. Sure. Um, I think everybody in our area is pretty apathetic old towards Right, or complacent, or they're just complacent. I mean, there are some people who I'll talk to about the Bearcat on the streets, and their response will be, I don't care. And a number of them are younger. As well, by the way, the the from my observation, the people that tend to not be not care as much. There's plenty of young people with very strong feelings about this. I don't want to make it. I don't want to make it sound like I'm besmirching young people, but just of the people who don't care, like it's probably eighty percent against the uh, or eighty percent that are against the bear cat, uh, like ten percent that don't really care, and then five or ten percent that are for the bear cat. Mm-hmm. And so of those people who don't care, it's mostly younger people. And I'm like, are you serious? I mean, I don't say this to them, but I'm thinking to myself, are you serious? I mean, a lot of them look like the kind of people that would be at some college party and like, really? You want this thing to roll up at your college party? Because that's what's going to happen. Well, you always get the automated response of, you know, to to keep us safe and nobody ever questions government. It's it's ridiculous. But, um, you know, even they, they, they're not publicizing the information. The the local news here is obviously pretty compliant with the government, the local mm-hmm. government, because they're just not reporting simple things like this. Well, and, I was talking to a uh, somebody who's a business owner today, and you want to talk about uh, complacency or compliance. The business owner told me that uh, that they had been talking to other business owners, and those other business owners were in agreement that this Bearcat's a really bad idea, but they are afraid to come out. Even with the large numbers of people, the supermajority of people, their customers, are, are against this Bearcat, the business owners are still afraid to come out against it publicly because they're worried about what the government's going to do to them. Yep. They're worried about you know the government showing up and fi- finding violations at their business or, or whatever. They're, they're licensed yeah. and regulated by the government, so of course they'd be afraid they could lose their business so sad everything they do they essentially have to get a license it's like um i'm not sure exactly how it is in new hampshire but in iowa i believe two years ago going on three we passed the no smoking in in private businesses you know Mm. where that that employ people and you know all they'll do to a bar or or something is is they'll just pull the liquor license you know and i mean it's it, it goes down to just basic licensing like that they they own them, you know, and when it's people's livelihood, it's, it's hard to argue that they should just kind of drop it. But at the same time, when you're being harassed to that extent and your sheriff's departments are buying military-style vehicles equipped to have, like, a you know, 
an automatic grenade launcher mounted on top. I mean, people need to get a little more irate than... I appreciate your call tonight, Drew, and thank you for making it. Uh, hopefully you'll be able to make it out to the Shire one of these days, and then you uh, won't have to deal with uh, being intimidated by Bearcats, because I don't think we're going to be intimidated by it here. If they uh, if they do get it, uh, there are other things that we can do to uh, handle that situation, and thank you again for the call tonight. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can, of course, bring up anything you want. Still to come here tonight, uh, Tally, you are going... You had something that you wanted to talk about, and you know what? I, I don't think I took a note about it, but it wasn't this trespass bill. It was something else. No, we were talking about the... Um, well, it was the uh, trespassing around Obama or anybody else that has Secret Service protection, right. and I was just noting that the timing is interesting because it's right before the Democratic and Republican conventions coming up. Oh, uh, yeah, where there's inevitably going to be Secret Service. Let's talk more right. about that here in a moment. Uh, hour number two is coming up because this bill that uh, was passed overwhelmingly in the House, 388 to 3, is pretty destructive of what few freedoms remain from the First Amendment. More coming up, we'll explain. This is Free Talk Live. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here, and I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program, and you, as always, are invited to dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves, bring whatever you'd like. You can also, uh, to some extent, take control of the website by submitting different items to it. You find something online that you think is interesting, maybe it's a YouTube video, perhaps it's a blog post or a news item, you can submit it as show prep, and then other listeners vote, and the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the website. A vote that makes a real difference over at uh, freetalklive.com. So head over there, get interactive if you like, or don't. Just sit and enjoy it. You don't have to click on anything if you don't want to, but if you do, you can take control and uh, and get your stuff hopefully up to the top of the site so more people see it over at freetalklive.com. Uh, so last hour, for those of you just tuning in, there is a piece of news that is not going to be talked about on your local news station tonight in your re- local area. Not going to be talked about. And it's not going to be talked about on uh, you know Fox Television, MSNBC. At least it's not being talked about. Maybe at some point it will be, but Russia Today, RT.com, has an exhaustive article about a bill that has passed both the Senate and the House and is awaiting signature by Barack Obama. Also, antiwar.com covering it as well, but RT's got the best coverage, and there isn't a whole lot of other, there aren't a whole lot of other locations at which you can get information about this. And the bill I'm talking about is one that essentially 
decimates the First Amendment. I mean, if you thought the First Amendment was already decimated, this just takes it further. And we already knew, we've already talked about on the year or on this show over the years, how many different ways the First Amendment has been crushed in this country. How uh, you don't have the right to assemble unless you get a permit, in which case it's not actually a right, it becomes a privilege. Uh, You don't have a right to free speech uh, unless you go into a free speech zone. You don't have the right to be the media unless you're some boot-licking, lapdog corporate media. As we've discovered the hard way here in uh, in Keene, New Hampshire, where we've tried to be the media and we've been banned for forever right. from the local courthouse, among other instances. So, you know, we've known for a while that the First Amendment was in pretty shoddy shape. But this just takes it to the next level. Voted 388 to 3 on uh, in favor of H.R. 347 on late Monday, the U.S. House of Representatives did. And it's called the Federal Restricted Buildings and Grounds Improvement Act of 2011. And essentially what it does is it makes it so wherever it is that Secret Service is, if you're doing some sort of uh, protest, you can be found guilty of a federal crime. So just granted the Secret Service much uh, more power, more rights. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if you even know that uh, that they're in the area. You could just be protesting some other matter. You could be, uh, you know, protesting something local, and then you know, all of a sudden, you discover that the Secret Service is in the area because they're coming to arrest you. So recently, a couple um, people were arrested because they knelt in front of the White House, but it was pretty far away. It was was um, this the church group? Yeah, it was a church group. It was right. a religious um, uh, protest. And, but all they were doing is silently kneeling there, so they, mm-hmm. uh, the the government decided that they deserve to be arrested, and so I can we don't need to give these people more power, that's for sure. But well, we're not giving it to them; they're just going to go ahead and take it. They're um, just going to go ahead and do things. Well, that, exactly. Know. I mean, people shouldn't stand for it, but uh, yeah, I mean, watch around convention time; they're probably going to use this new authority, and that's when the media is going to be covering all these arrests under this recently passed uh, bit of legislation. Well, we've certainly seen these conventions, Republican or Democrat. There are usually uh, crackdowns at both of them. Uh, we've certainly seen instances in the past where they have done horrible things to these protesters. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, I remember the story from I, – I don't remember what year it was. Maybe it was '04, where there were people in New York City that were rounded up in mass, put on buses, taken to a uh, – like what was at one time a train station or like a train repair yard or something like that. It was an indoor facility. There was there was still oil all over the floor and it was just a really dirty, nasty place. And they had pens that they had set up inside there. Do you recall this story at all? I don't. It was so creepy. Uh, they, they literally took thousands of hundreds, if not thousands of people and penned them up inside an old abandoned train warehouse slash uh, repair facility and kept them there without any food or, or water uh, for hours on end as they were being processed. I presume that means they were like ticketing them or something like that. But they literally were rounding them up in mass on the streets of New York City and just taking them out there and, and just treating them like garbage. It was so scary. Well, that'll teach them to speak out against their government. Right. And uh, and so that so again, what I'm pointing out is these things have been going on. This isn't new. It's just that now it's going to be a federal crime. So before when they rounded you up and uh, took you into a train yard, you were charged with some local New York City, you know, disorderly conduct or some other catch all local charge. Well, now you'll catch a federal charge if uh, if you are caught up in one of these situations. And so Obama hasn't uh, signed this yet. And that could be the only thing that stops it from coming to uh, to being. But you yeah. know he's going to sign it. Yeah, he's he's going to sign it. 
so covered under the bill is any person who's protected by the Secret Service. It's not just Barack Obama. It's anyone the Secret Service is protecting. So pretty much wherever it is that they are, uh, this bill is going to affect Although uh, this protection isn't extended to just everyone, making it a federal offense to even accidentally disrupt an event attended by a person with such status essentially crushes whatever currently remains of the right to assemble and peacefully protest. Again, this according to RT.com. Hours after the act passed, presidential candidate Rick Santorum was granted Secret Service protection. For the American protester, this indeed means that glitter bombing the former Pennsylvania senator is officially a very big no-no. Yep. But it doesn't stop with just him. Santorum's coverage under the Secret Service began Tuesday, but fellow GOP hopeful Mitt Romney has already been receiving such security. A campaign aide who asked not to be identified confirmed last week to CBS News that Newt Gingrich has also sought Secret Service protection as well. Uh, so the text of the act, by the way, the law is used to is allowed to be used against anyone who knowingly enters or remains in a restricted building or grounds without lawful authority to do so. But those grounds will be considered any area where someone will be temporarily visiting. Someone who's protected by the Secret Service, that is. Whether or not the public is even made aware. Entering such a facility is thus outlawed, as is disrupting the orderly conduct of a f- or a f- Excuse me. Disrupting the orderly conduct of so-called official functions, engaging in disorderly conduct within such proximity to the event or acting violent to anyone anywhere near the premises. So disrupting the orderly conduct of their official functions. Give you an example. Uh, recently at the uh, Santorum, Freekeen owns Santorum. If you look at Freekeen.com and search for that, you'll find the video of what we, uh, some of us did. Derek, Derek J. and I were two of the primary instigators of, uh, of that. And, you know, we were there to have fun. We were there to, uh, you know, get the, get the message out and, you know, and more importantly, make a video where uh, Santorum was made to look like, you know, a fool. He's a drug warrior, and you guys also sang uh, chronic carols at him. Thank you for the reminder. Yeah, we did. Uh, the The Shire Choir uh, was uh, was in attendance, and so we wanted to sing to him, and we wanted to ask him if he had if he had Googled himself and kind of have fun and make a make a fun video. Well, this would all be considered disruptive. I mean, from point A to the end, this is you know we're we're asking him questions as soon as he gets out of the car, questions that he doesn't want asked, uh, and then when he's actually trying to speak, we're in the next room and we're singing. I mean, again, that's that could easily be considered disruptive. The Keene police did not threaten us with any kind of, uh, you know, specific arrest, but they did push us out of the building. Literally. Uh, so they would rather have removed us than re- arrested us, which is how I'd prefer it be, rather than having to go to a cage. Uh, and I'd rather go to a Keene cage than a federal cage. And now we're talking about escalating the situation to a federal crime. So singing outside of where a federal pres- a presidential candidate who's protected by the Secret Service w- is located could very well now be a federal crime, according to this legislation. So keep that in mind. Your thoughts are certainly welcome at 855-450-FREE. So again, disorderly conduct is such a catch-all term. They can call anything they want pretty much disorderly conduct. And odds are good they're going to get a conviction on it because, well, judges will convict you for pretty much anything. And so as long as you're within proximity to the event, you will be arrested. You will be charged federally. Under the verbiage, it means a peaceful protest outside a candidate's concession speech would be a federal offense. But those occurrences covered as a special event of national significance don't just stop there either, and neither does the list of covered persons that receive protection. Outside of the current presidential race, the Secret Service is responsible for guarding an array of politicians, even those from outside of America. George Bush is granted protection until 10 years after his administration has ended. Or an or 2019, and every living president before him is eligible for lifetime federally funded coverage. Visiting heads of state are extended an offer as well. 
and the events sanctioned as those of national significance. So maybe somebody comes over from, uh, let's say Hugo Chavez comes over from Venezuela uh, to, you know, meet with somebody here in the U.S. Not that that's likely, but, you know, some better, some politician from elsewhere comes here. You want to conduct a protest? Maybe you're a Cuban or something like that. You want to protest against Castro? Nope, sorry. They've got protection, too, and that'll be a federal crime if you try to protest them coming here. More coming up. It is Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society, the wheel, the printing press, the Internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Remember here, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there. Unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their websites, we give ours away over at freetalklive.com. You know, somebody uh, accused me on the Free Talk Live Facebook page, which you can visit at facebook.freetalklive.com, of saying that no other shows were giving away their archives. And I hope I didn't say that in the past, because it was not my intention. He pointed out that uh, Leo Laporte from This Week in Tech gives away all of his archives. And it's true. Leo Laporte, great talk show host and, you know, really... Uh, brilliant when it comes to technology, from what I can tell, having having heard some of his shows. Uh, yes, he does give away all of his uh, his product. But my point was, when we're talking about how Free Talk Live's website's free and that we give away the archives, the relevance of that is that uh, I was comparing our show to other radio shows. And Leo Laporte has a weekend show that he does on the radio, but his This Week in Tech show is a podcast. It's mm-hmm. a show that's designed originally for the internet. Our show is designed originally for radio. But it's also simulcast online at the uh, at the same time, and uh, so what I was pointing out was that uh, that Free Talk Live is different from other radio shows, like all these shows that really are primarily produced for radio. Rush Limbaugh, Glenn Beck, you know, Sean Hannity, these guys—they're uh, not doing podcasts first and foremost. They're doing radio shows, it's just like we are. We're we're live on the radio right now. And uh, there really aren't very many people in our business, in the radio business, that give away their full shows via podcast. Dave Ramsey does an hour of his show every day. So he does a three-hour show, gives away an hour on his podcast. And his is the only one I can think of off the top of my head that even gives you anything of significance for free on, uh, on his website. The rest of them... They all charge you for uh, subscriptions. So how do radio stations and syndicators feel about people that give away their content? Hmm... I don't know. I mean, I, I I can't imagine that it would it would bother them. I've never had any of my station uh, general managers or program directors uh, get on my case for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, I think that some stations are actually bothered by the fact that Rush Limbaugh and these other show hosts are using their airtime to constantly pound their Rush twenty four seven. Come on over and sign up for seven bucks a month or whatever it is they're charging. So essentially, trying to make money off of the uh, the airwaves of these other radio stations. Mm-hmm. And of course, they're actually paying Limbaugh. So if you if you're listening to a station that has Rush Limbaugh on it, that station pays for Rush Limbaugh's show, and they pay based on the market size. We don't charge any stations for our show. So we, you know, the deal is with Free Talk Live is the station gets content, 
uh, from us. It's hopefully live. And uh, they get to air that content, and we get some of our commercials run on their air, and they get to run their own commercials during our show. So everybody's happy mm-hmm. is uh, basically how it works. And I want to welcome aboard our newest uh, radio affiliate. Uh, it is WLBE 790 AM in Leesburg, Eustis, Florida, which I'm excited to be on board. In fact, uh, they're going to be picking us up uh, throughout the week. They're going to be taking uh, every day during the week as well as Saturday and Sunday nights. Nice. So it's it's so brand new. I just got confirmation from the general manager, Mary, uh, that we are on tonight and all is well, that everything sounds good. So welcome to everybody listening to WLBE in uh, Leesburg, Eustis. It's going to be something different. Let me uh, warn you up front here. This is not your typical grandfather's talk radio show in case you couldn't already tell i mean we're you know almost halfway through this hour and they just started with us in the eight o'clock at uh, at eight o'clock eastern time so in case you couldn't already tell things are a little bit different here we don't uh, salivate over politicians in fact i find them detestable for Mm -hmm. the most part i think in the the history of this program we may have had a total of three politicians on the air with us so yeah we don't uh, we don't name drop politicians coming up we're going to have senator so and so on the air we'll talk about his bill no we don't do that stuff uh we you know again i find them detestable i find them to be criminal i, I imagine you share some of those feelings tally not a big fan of politicians at all um even though i actually lived in florida uh grew up there and uh, ran for city council in, in gainesville <laughs> but at this point in my life, I decided, like you, to move to uh, the Shire and, um, you know, still be an activist, but work on, um, you know, uh, promoting peace and, and liberty outside the system. I also uh, grew up in Florida as well, for what it's worth. And uh, so uh, some, of, some of the other things that set the show apart, phone screening barely exists. Uh, you can call in and literally bring up whatever you want. Uh, you don't have to give, you know, if you've ever called a radio show before – there's like 20 questions that uh, you're asked when you call in. They want to know everything. At most, in most shows, they want to know everything you're going to say. And if you deviate from what it is, if you tell a phone screener one thing in order to try to get on the air, and then you change what you're going to say when you get on the air, they'll dump you. So, you know, they, they have very restrictive phone screening policies on those other talk shows. We don't. You call in Free Talk Live, you're asked what your name is, where you're calling from, how you're listening, and what, very briefly, you know, one word's fine, two words. What do you want to talk about? That's all I need. Mm-hmm. You know, that way I know who you are when you're on hold. We can call you by the, the, the appropriate name, uh, basically. So open phones. It's a, it's a panel discussion where we talk about the ideas of liberty. This is not one of those, you know, politician or political party shows. This is not the, this is not the show that is in the left-right spectrum like you're so used to hearing on talk radio. And, you know, I'm laying all this down for people that are just tuning in for the first time tonight and they're wondering, where is Lou Dobbs? Lou Dobbs is supposed to be on the air. Well, I'm sorry. Lou Dobbs retired from radio. And so. also on this show, you're not going to hear us talk about hating immigration because we actually are advocates of immigration. Oh boy, you're trying to open up the Pandora's box right out the first, right out the first <laughs> night. Uh, we're advocates of freedom, is what we're advocates of. Advocates of uh, voluntary, consensual interactions between human beings. And as you'll find out, that's it'll become well, it'll be pretty easy to predict uh, where Free Talk Live will fall on some some issues. Although in some areas we'll have disagreements within the show about uh, specifics, and we'll get to all that down the line. So if you listen for a little while, you'll start to kind of get it. Uh, there's going to be a lot of shocking things probably for you up front, but stick with it. 
and then uh, and call in too. You can bring up anything at eight five five four fifty free. Put it to the test. You think I'm you think I'm joshing you? As long as it's not going to violate the FCC's rules for the radio station, we'll let you talk about pretty much anything you want. Eight five five four fifty free one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. So as we've been discussing this trespass bill, uh, RT.com is outlining it. You're not going to find this news anywhere else because, well, for whatever reason, the corporate lapdog media just doesn't have an interest in telling you about how your rights are being decimated. But that's exactly what's happening. The U.S. federal government, in a uh, the, the the House of Representatives, in a vote of 388 to three, has approved this. It's going to Obama for a signature, and it will essentially make it so anywhere the Secret Service is protecting someone, supposedly, whether it be Obama or Santorum or one of these other guys, that you will not be allowed to protest. You will not be allowed to disrupt, which, of course, means anything they want it to mean. Yeah, you can't disagree. I mean, remember, I have a disorderly conduct charge against me for simply having a camera where they didn't want it. That's disruptive. You can't be doing those things. This is America. Where do you think you live, Tally? It's disruptive to the status quo. I would agree with that. The status or statist? Uh, both. Yeah, but there you go. Status quo. So, but it's not just where the dignitaries are. It's not just where uh, Santorum and uh, Obama and these other cats are. It's also what are described as national special security events. This term was created under uh, President Clinton. Among past events on the DHS-sanctioned NSSE list are Super Bowl yeah. 36, the funerals of Ronald Reagan and Gerald Ford, most state of the union addresses, and the 2008 Democratic and Republican National Convention. And probably all their big fundraising dinners and all that. So your speculation was absolutely correct, uh, Tally, that they are going to use this law to crack down on people who are protesting outside of the upcoming Republican Democratic National Conventions and give them federal criminal charges for engaging in what they thought was their freedom of speech. It's Free Talk Live. We're coming up. Fallen Angel Toys is a tasteful company for adult desires and fetish fantasy. Thousands of items. Vibrators, literature, blindfolds, lubes, and more. Great for bachelorette parties or serious lifestylers. We're a family-owned business with new specials every week. Discreet packaging and shipping and safe, secure checkout through PayPal. Use code FDL at checkout for 25% off your first time. No minimum purchase required. That's FallenAngelToys.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here. 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And here with you this evening, it's Ian. And Jason. Jason is here courtesy of tally.tv, T-A-L-L-E-Y.tv. You know, I've been calling you Tally uh, on the air. Should I be doing that or should I be calling you Jason? You know, it'd probably be better for branding purposes if I went by Tally. Yeah, I think so. But you know, people call me uh, Jason or T Bear, things like that. (laughs) So uh, yeah, and I'm glad that one stuck. By the way, T Bear, right? It's coined on this show (laughs) just because you couldn't understand what uh, somebody was uh, referring to me as. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So eight five five four fifty free is a number. We're talking about, uh, I think, an issue that really deserves some extensive discussion, and that is, well, the destruction of your rights, specifically. Your right to free speech. 
your right to assemble. I mean, it's all right there in the First Amendment. It's not like it's real hidden away in that constitution. Uh, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people to peaceably assemble and petition the government for a redress of grievances. It doesn't say unless the Secret Service is around protecting some presidential candidate or some other dignitary. Which is what this new law is essentially saying. You know, it's almost like people are just ignoring the Constitution. Yeah. Well, that's the way it's been. Yeah, I know. It's, it's kind of an obvious thing, and it's not something to joke about. But but sometimes the, you've got to throw it in people's face and show, hey, you know, look at what's going on here. This is not what the, uh, you know, this country was founded. It was established, and, you know, they had no idea that it would uh, turn out like this. It was supposed to be a, a beacon of liberty in the world, and uh, it's not. Well, as Lysander Spooner put it in the late 1800s, either the Constitution has authorized all the tyranny that we face, or it was powerless to prevent it. One or the other. You take your pick. Yep. It's just up to individuals to uh, to say no and not uh, not allow not allow their money to go towards it or you know their their voice. So if you are uh, at a what they call a national special security event, which could be anything from the Super Bowl to the uh, Dem- Democratic or Republican national conventions, you'll be subject if you're protesting. If you're doing something that they consider to be disruptive, which kind of the point of a protest to be disruptive. To, well, at least to be attention. known, yeah, to bring yeah. attention to your cause. Uh, you know, being being a protester and not visible and not obvious, you're not really doing anything. You're not being effective. So you've got to be seen. You've got to be heard if you're a, if you're a protester. And they're essentially saying if you're doing those things and you're in an area in which we dis, uh, deem that you shouldn't be, like one of these national special security events, you could be charged with a federal crime. Also, if you are uh, a visiting dignitary, if you are here to protest somebody who's uh, coming from another country to to visit here, you know, maybe some third world despot is uh, coming to have uh, breakfast with the president and, you know, you are from that country and you've escaped that uh, regime and you'd like to protest against that person. Sorry, they've got the protection of the Secret Service while they're here and anyone who has the protection of the Secret Service will be subject to to or the you know the area that surrounds them will be subject to the special protection where there shan't there shan't be anyone protesting around here. This is America. Where do you think you are? Well, with thousands of protesters expected to descend on Chicago this spring for the uh, 2012 G8 and NATO summits, they'll also be approaching grounds of a national special security event. That means disruptive activity to whichever court has to consider it will be a federal offense under this act. And don't forget, if you intend on fighting such charges, you might not be able to rely on evidence of your own. In the state of Illinois, videotaping the police under current law brings criminal charges of its own. In fact, felony charges in the state of Illinois. But don't fret. It's not like the country will really try to enforce it, right? This is RT.com. A little bit of editorializing going on here in this news report. Uh, But then they go on to say that on the bright side, does this mean the law could apply to law enforcement officers reprimanded for using excessive force on protesters at political events? Probably, they say. Of course, some fear that the act is being created just to keep those demonstrations from ever occurring. And given the vague language on par with the loose definition of terrorist under the National Defense Authorization Act, if passed, this act is expected to do a lot more harm to the First Amendment than good. I wonder when Obama signs it if he'll also sign it with regret like he did for the NDAA. Oh, my hand is being forced. That sort of thing? Yeah, exactly. Now, according to U.S. States, or U.S. Representative Justin Amash from Michigan, it was one of only three to vote against this act. 
Uh, he's explained through his official Facebook account the following, saying the bill expands current law to make it a crime to enter or remain in an area where an official is visiting, even if the person doesn't know it's illegal to be in that area and has no reason to suspect it's illegal. You know, I wonder if they're even going to give you a chance to leave. I wonder if they're even going to, you know, give you a heads up. Like, hey, if you stay here and keep doing that, we're going to arrest you and you'll be charged with a federal crime. Or will they just swoop in and arrest people? Because remember, combine this with some of the other creepy legislation we've seen. They mentioned the National Defense Authorization Act. Uh, isn't that the one where they can assassinate pretty much anybody they want? Or, or make, No, that was the one where they can disappear you, right? Um, yeah, the NDAA, they, can, uh, uh, they have greater reasons to uh, treat you like a terrorist and send you to Guantanamo Bay or, or somewhere like that. Indefinite detention, right. I think, were, uh, was the terminology. Mm-hmm. And so... You've got a situation now where they're talking about federal charges for coming around where these federal candidates are, and maybe they'd just rather just disappear you. Uh, I mean, you know, I, people will accuse me of being you're being hyperbolic. They're not going to do well. Look at what they are doing. They do it in other countries, and it just seems more and more that they're bringing it to the streets of America with their their bear cats. We are going to see drones. Um, that there's already plans for that. That's right. They're it's, loosening up the restrictions uh, from the federal airspace regulations mm-hmm. to make it more possible for police departments to fly drones around. Oh, it, so it's just it's all going to happen, unfortunately, and that's why we need to resist it now. And that's why to bring it back to thanks but no tanks. I mean, that's why it's great to see what's happening in Keene, where members of the community are just joining forces and saying, "No, we're not going to have this in our town." Now, I don't know who this representative is, this representative uh, Justin Amash, but he must be a, a noob up in D.C. or something like that. I mean, what is he thinking? Listen to what he says here. Some government officials may need extraordinary protection to ensure their safety, but criminalizing legitimate First Amendment activity, even if that activity is annoying to those government officials, violates our rights, added the representative. Yeah, I don't know who this guy is. He's from Michigan, but uh, yeah, he, good for him. Thanks yeah. for standing up for One, one of three. Yeah. One of three. And these people in D.C. are bewildered why people are upset with them, why what Congress has less than, uh, last I heard, like 9% approval rating. Mm. And these people are bewildered. They're confused. 1-855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number here. You can, of course, bring up anything you want. Now that the act has overwhelmingly made it through the House, the next set of hands to sift through its pages could very well be Barack Obama, as the Senate has already passed the bill in early February. Less than two months ago, the president approved the National Defense Authorization Act for the fiscal year of 2012, suspending habeas corpus from American citizens. And could the next order out of the executive branch be revoking some more of the Bill of Rights? And I would say it probably will. Should President Obama suspend the rights to assemble or the right to assemble, Americans might expect another apology to accompany it, as you suggested, Tally, in which the commander in chief condemns the very act he's authorizing. If you disagree with such a decision, however, don't take it to the White House. 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue in the vicinity is, of course, covered under this act at all times. Hmm. And so I wonder, you know, you had the group of church folks uh, that went and got arrested, but there weren't. What, that many of them, right? Like no. a dozen or something or less? Uh, maybe even half a dozen based on the photo that I saw, and they're just kneeling silently. Well, you know, that was last week that they had the uh, the march on the White House where right. veterans, uh, you guys covered it, fr33agents.com. Was it the live channel that you guys had yep. going on? Yeah, fr33agents.com slash live was there. Uh, you covered that, and that was where a few hundred, several hundred actually, uh, several hundred Veterans, military veterans and active duty, went and marched on the White House. They marched from the Washington Monument to the White House. They then did an about-face in front of the White House. They proceeded to hold a salute for several minutes, uh, one second for each individual who's killed themselves, I believe, over in Afghanistan or in Iraq. 
and also the you know the people that have been um, uh, that have been killed in other ways. They were honoring them, mm-hmm. uh, but you know this was a disruptive activity. But the reason why they didn't mess with them because there were hundreds of people, mm-hmm. right? So they'll mess with six people going out in front of the White House. They'll arrest six people, but 600 is a whole other story. And just like this story wasn't uh, being covered, uh, nobody covered the Kokesh, the Veterans March on the White House either. RT covered it, and that's the same organization that's covering this story. So, you know, I'm sorry to say, but if you want the best news in America, you have to turn to Russian television. They're the only ones covering this stuff. And Al Jazeera. They're pretty good, too. We're coming up here, 855-453-FREE. You can bring up what you want. Your thoughts are welcome on this or anything. Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number here for you, 855-453. You may bring up whatever you would like, 1-855-450-3733, and join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Jason. Tally. Tally. (laughs) From tally.tv. Uh, and, of course, you can join us over at freetalklive.com. You like the show? You want to help support Free Talk Live? Well, maybe you appreciate that the fact that the website is completely free for you. Of course, it's not free for us. We still have to pay for hosting and uh, bandwidth and all that. So if you would like to help us with that, you can go and become an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is simple, that uh, you help us get the show on more radio stations like WLBE in uh, Leesburg, Eustis in Florida. Just started there tonight. Going to be on there all seven nights per week. And it was the AMP dollars that our listeners send this program that helped buy them a satellite receiver uh, to help them get uh, the show on the air. So AMP goes a long way. It helps send us to uh, radio conventions. It helps market the program to stations. And it makes a big difference. And that's the purpose of it. And you get perks, too. You get uh, access to uh, interesting things like the AMP-only forum, uh, the AMP-only uh, podcast, and more. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com, and you can get signed up there. Again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. To the phones and the fun, we go to Ken, listening in California. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Tally. Hello, Ken. Good evening, gentlemen, and uh, everyone listening. Yes, um, basically, I haven't called you guys in quite a while, but I, I do listen uh, when I get a chance, and I appreciate you guys being there because, as you were just mentioning, our federal government uh, is apparently um, – well, I don't claim – I'm sorry, I said the wrong statement. Not our, I don't claim this federal government at all. I'm, uh, I'm uh, no, Well, actually, any government, because even at the state, county levels, they're all cracking down on every freedom. You have the right – you're supposed to have the right of freedom of assembly – well, apparently in the Imperial County, California deserts, you cannot. If hmm. you assemble with a guitar, they threaten to arrest you. My goodness, wow. where, where were you doing this, or where where did this happen? Well, this, this happened this past weekend. Uh, I've got a small video on YouTube for anyone who wants to look at it. It's called Imperial County Sheriffs Wasting Taxpayer Money. 25-February-2012 is the title. And, and what happens? Uh, basically, um, you've got a bunch. This is the second poorest county in the state of California. 
And you have, uh, and, and this place, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Into the Wild. Um, I, I have, yes. Yes, well, uh, the place, there's a stage out here called The Range. It's a world-famous place. There's also a bunch of uh, freedom lovers uh, and also people who are uh, people that society doesn't want living out here in the middle of the desert, squatters, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it's been, uh, and actually me and my wife were watch, uh, doing a documentary on the place called, it was going to be called The Last Free Mile. Now, I don't know what the title is because it's not even free here. Mm. So what did they do exactly? I mean, the guy was playing a guitar. Well, they, came out, they came out in force. They had uh, thir- at least 13 squad cars, about oh my God. Thir- 13 or so deputies standing around. And uh, I did mention the fact that this is the second poorest county in the state of California, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what it was, it was an organizer, independent uh, film guy, independent bands. They wanted to come out here and make a music video and play cool. music at this place called The Range. And they got the permits for the for the videotaping, but the county did not make them aware of a venue permit for like a um, a concert or whatever. Got so it. the county misled the organizer. He, it's not like the guy was unwilling to work with him. He he did that. So then they sent this massive force and started immediately when the bus came with all the people that they were bringing out. The cops surrounded the bus and told the bus driver, "If anyone gets off this, they they just threatened to arrest anyone that did anything." Jeez. So how many people showed up? Um, actually, it was only going to be like, well, the problem was they claimed there was going to be like 11 bands, and I guess it didn't end up being that many in totality. But in totality, I think 120 people showed up out of L- L.A. or all over California. To, okay. in, in totality, the people in the bands and everybody, 120 people in the middle of a desert, and, uh, not harming anyone. Well, I was going to ask that. Uh, who, are, who and what were they harming? Well, apparently uh, the the uh, law enforcement out here apparently doesn't like music of any type. It's, okay, so we're out in the middle of the desert. Is there like a, a home nearby or some sort of neighborhood that could have been, in theory, disturbed by the music? Well, our closest neighbors are is a military aerial bombing range, which is active, huh? and special forces training area for desert warfare. So there's no there's no shortage of loud noises coming from this area. <laughs> There's, there, there's there's bombs and bullets going off in the background and music on the other side of the place occasionally. So I don't know. How can we disturb our neighbors? Yeah. Wow. Incredible. <laughs> so so these guys are trying to hold a concert in the desert, just trying to have a good time, yes. shoot a music video. Uh, the yes. cops roll out with 13 squad cars and you know, well over a dozen cops, and they threaten everybody, shut it down, or you're going to jail, basically. Uh, yes, big time. Uh, and prior to this, uh, prior to this, let me go back in a little history here. There was an event that an organization uh, of motorcycle enthusiasts in Southern California were holding. It was City Riots. You know, the name implies something that's not. Basically, it's a bunch of motorcycle enthusiasts, not gangs, coming out and partying in the desert. Mm-hmm. And these people, the last two times they had thrown the party out in this desert, they had, you know, they brought in porta potties. They brought in food for the local people that live out here in the middle of nowhere. Nice. They took care of the people. They had a good time. And the biggest thing the county could complain about over those two years is they burnt a previously burnt boat in the middle of the desert. <laughs> so it had already been burnt once. They burn it again. Yeah. Yeah. That was the biggest issue out of those two things that the sheriff's uh, department in this county had to gripe about so uh so they came out they threatened folks and then they they pretty much broke it up and everybody went home nobody got arrested or was there more to the story uh 
yeah, there's more to the story. It it went on, but it, what it did since because what the what the the sheriff's deputies were saying is that it was an organized event. So since they came and made it disorganized, it was no longer organized. So a couple of these bands just went to a couple of people's different campsites and had little parties. And then they all, you know, had their little parties at different sites. Everybody was happy. Everybody went to bed. Next day, bands go back, say bye-bye. Everything's cool. Man. So tell us the name of your YouTube channel where we can find this video. Oh, well, the name of the YouTube channel is, it's titled Radio 94X. Letters, uh, the numerals 94 letter X, Radio 94X. And the title of the video is Imperial County Sheriff's Wasting Taxpayers' Money. Ken, I want to thank you for uh, for the call. Anything else you want to share tonight? Yep, keep up the good work because uh, we're truly, uh, there is nothing free. What it was is, you know, they wanted a $150 permit that they weren't even willing to issue the guy. And and the one deputy, the lieutenant, was out here holding that, and it clearly show this guy in the video. It's basically just a pan shot of all the deputies standing around protecting us from... I don't know what. Yourselves. Thank you, Ken, for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. Good place to get out of. Good place to leave. California. Move to the Shire. Get to New Hampshire. Part of the Free State Project. ShireSociety.com. I can't imagine why anyone would want to stay in a place like that. I'm really glad that he decided to pick up a camera and document things. Absolutely. Because that uh, helps reveal what uh, what they're doing to people who aren't harming anybody. They're going to a desert for crying out loud where where there's bombing. What else do you have left besides picking up the camera? Violence doesn't work. Violence is not a solution. Violence just creates more violence. And it makes you look like a crazy loon, and it gives them an excuse to become more uh, aggressive, and gives them uh, everything they're looking for. They want reasons to hurt people. They want reasons to become more tyrannical. And if you're violent, it gives them all of the reasons that they need. So what else do you really have left? You, in many cases, are prevented from speaking out in some of these uh, in some of these areas as we've just discovered uh, tonight so bring out the camera of course if you're in Illinois <laughs> good luck it's a felony to record somebody uh, you know somebody without their permission and although in other places it's completely you know it should be completely legal that doesn't mean you won't get arrested by the cops for it but there's very few ways to hold these people accountable yeah i mean here we try the video camera we try to sing we try to get you know public awareness uh, going but like you said, uh, violence is certainly a, an awful alternative. Not only does it use the tactics used by the state. Mm-hmm. You're lowering yourself to their level, yep, essentially. Exactly. They know exactly how to deal with the violent people, and they'll use their bearcats. You know, That's or, what or they're trained they for. Yeah, exactly. That's what they have all the badass equipment for, so they can handle people that are violent. But what they can't handle is someone saying no. Yep. peacefully right. saying no. I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to follow that order. No, I'm not going to give you that money. They don't know what to do then because they're not used to it. They're used to people just doing whatever they're told. That's the only way it's going to stop. Well, that's that's only part of the story, Tally. I mean, it's going to stop when people say no, but only when they say no in mass. Because as we found out, if you say no all by yourself, you just get rolled right over. They'll just roll that uh, bear cat right over top of you. In the short term, but it also inspires others to say no, I think. It does, as long as you've got video. So right. if you're saying if you're saying no in a vacuum, then uh, you know if you if you're saying no and you're you know like the tree falling in the forest, does anyone actually hear it? Does it make a sound? Uh, you know, if you're saying no, but no one's there to record it, has it really, you know, have you really said no? I mean, you know, personally, it feels good to say no, but no one else knows that you did. So you're not right. inspiring anyone. 855-450-FREE, the toll-free number here. And if there's no one around to record you saying and doing these things, then get your butt up to New Hampshire. We'll talk more about the Free State Project here uh, coming up in hour number three. Also bring up whatever you want. Plus, we'll talk about an Indian who has heroically stood up and said no. You'll tell us about it coming up, Tally. More coming up. Free Talk Live. 
Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. You may take control of the airwaves, toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's what we call the show, Free Talk Live. You're free to call in, talk about anything you want, and we're live seven nights a week. If you've missed a moment of the show, you can always go to freetalklive.com, download archives there. They cost you nothing but the time it takes to download them, which is actually pretty fast because our archive host is blazing, blazing fast over at freetalklive.com, and that's where you can also get interactive in various different ways. We'll tell you more about the website as the show goes on here. Still a full hour remains. Plenty of time for you and your thoughts about anything you want. 855-453. Here tonight, it's Ian. In Tally. All right. Uh, and so once again, 855-453. Tally, you were going to tell us about an Indian, or as you put it, uh, Native American during I, the break. Yeah, I think they prefer that. Do they? Do they? I wonder. I mean, like, I've never actually asked. Uh, before, we have asked folks uh, uh, whether they prefer African American or black, mm-hmm. and some prefer black. So I don't know what they prefer. I don't know if they – they might have different thoughts on the issue. Well, they're not Indians because they're not from India. But wasn't – what, what I was heard uh, – what I was told is that uh, they – when like Columbus came to the New World, they thought they were in India. So they started calling the inhabitants Indians. Really? Which is just not <laughs> correct. <laughs> gotcha. So uh, yeah. So what happened here with this Native American? Uh, what was it that – because he apparently has declared his sovereignty. Uh, give me more of this detail. Well, let's just call this guy Larry Thompson. And uh, so he told a judge that uh, he didn't recognize his court or state law. And uh, so there's a story here from New York's Channel 7. I'll read it. Larry Thompson appeared in court wearing a traditional Mohawk headdress for his arraignment on charges of criminal mischief, reckless endangerment, and resisting arrest. The 57-year-old was accompanied by a number of supporters, including several wearing Mohawk headdresses. Thompson refused to answer the court's question over a plea or an attorney. Kind of like I did. I just I pled uh, no victim. Mm-hmm. But, um, it continues, he told Judge Jerome Richards the court had no legal jurisdiction over, quote, a true sovereign and under his tribe's uh, constitution. I can't pronounce the name of his tribe, uh, O-N-K-W-E-H-O-N-W-E. Um, it can, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> it continues. Uh, Thompson said the former uh, General Motors Corporation is the, quote, real criminal for failing to remove toxic chemicals from the site, which are which are now bringing cancers and other health problems to the reservation where he lives. So here's what happened. There is this Superfund site. General Motors, I guess, left a bunch of toxic waste. And then you have the U.S. federal government with their environmental uh, so-called protection agency. And they say, okay, well, this is a super fun site. You're not going to move it. We're going to cap it. Um, and it's always going to exist here. And then you have uh, Thompson and his neighbors on this reservation would be like, we don't want this here. It doesn't belong here at all. Right. Uh, so he ended up um, driving. I had to uh, read another story to get the backstory on this. But he took a backhoe. He mm-hmm. drove through this fence of this um, EPA Superfund site that's, uh, I guess, the property owns uh, is 
belongs to General Motors or Government Motors, whatever you want to call it. Got it. And uh, he starts trying to get this toxic waste out of there. Actually, contaminated the backhoe. <gasps> um, but and so he was arrested for that. So oh my it was gosh. pretty, uh, yeah, pretty bold uh, statement uh, protest. Um, so he's so, like, this is our land. We want it out of here, basically? Yeah, or? exactly. Huh. And so the article continues. Uh, it's a perfect example of uh, – or, or, sorry, this is uh, Thompson speaking. It's a perfect example of who the law protects. It's the big corporations, and they get off scot-free. They got bailed out by the United States government, and the people are left with the contaminants that are still leaching into the ground, the water, and the air. Mm. Thompson allegedly used the backhoe to drive through the fence of the former GM site on August 11, 2011, and then dug into the cap landfill where the toxic chemicals were left buried. Um, and so the article ends there. But uh, the judge did tell him, despite um, him saying he's, he's a sovereign and all that, that you're a, you're a human being subject to the laws of this state. But I think it's interesting that uh, – because Indian uh, – sorry. Uh, well, they do call them Indian reservations, right? Native American reservations. Aren't they supposed to have a, uh, more sovereignty or like a different type of sovereignty than the rest? In theory. Yeah. yeah I mean I, I don't know that much about um, all of that. I do know that there was an interesting John Stossel special over a decade ago called John Stossel Goes to Washington where he took a look at these uh, reservations and – how they're so under the thumb of the Bureau of Land Management, or excuse me, Bureau of Indian Affairs, I think is what what it's called. And they are basically just owned lock, stock, and barrel by these, this government bureaucracy. They, they send them money, and of course with federal money comes all kinds of strings uh, attached to it. And it basically encourages them to remain in this state of just being completely impoverished and drunk all the time and you know, having no incentives to you know, do things to create new wealth, new services, new products in those areas. And for some reason there was one group that was able to break away from that. Like they were able to tell the feds, no, no, we're done with you. We don't don't want your your money or your help anymore. And after that happened, they started building new houses. So the streets got cleaned up. Uh, people were not drunk and you know just completely listless anymore. It was like a, a complete night and day uh, comparison. So if it's true that these uh, folks on the reservation can break away from some level of that federal control, then that is pretty. That would be good news. But how much sovereignty they have, I, I really don't know. I mean, clearly this judge doesn't believe he has any. Like he's basically asked, "Well, you, you can call yourself a sovereign, but we own you." Yeah, I don't know either. If a caller knows, it'd be great uh, to drop some knowledge on us. But I do know, like, can't you get? Uh, more affordable cigarettes there because they're not taxed as heavily. Can't, Correct. There are there, things like that. It's like gaming operations on uh, Indian reservations more so than other places. Precisely. Yeah. So there's some leeway that they have, but obviously it's not total sovereignty. But it was great. I thought it was great to see Larry Thompson uh, stand up like this uh, because what what do you do when the U.S. federal government says that this toxic uh, you know land is going to stay here? Not to mention like what Native Americans were forced to do. They were forced to go to these reservations uh, by the U.S. federal government. <laughs> and now exactly. the U.S. federal government is saying, yeah, it's okay for toxic waste to you know, be in your neighborhood. Well, let's talk what he, what he means when he says he's a true sovereign. Uh, because there's been some discussion recently. In fact, the federal government has put out some notices to local police departments saying, hey, be on the lookout for these so-called sovereign citizens. Mm-hmm. But notice, he didn't call himself a sovereign citizen because that is a, a, comp- it's a contradiction. You can't be a sovereign, which means the king. Uh, in this case, it's you, you're the king of your own domain. You're the king of your own life. You're not the king of anyone else. Just the king of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's what a sovereign is. While a citizen is someone who's traded their sovereignty. A citizen is someone who's given up sovereignty 
in return for uh, they, they, they've uh, they've basically agreed to be obligated to do what they're told by the government people in return for protection. So the government is supposed to have an obligation of protection, and you in return are supposed to do what they say. So, but I, the government I, doesn't protect you. I don't see what the benefit of being a citizen is because I certainly don't feel protected by the government, and I actually feel like I'm under more attack. Now I'm not right. I'm not um, you know really afraid of terrorism, but if there are terrorists out there, there are people that hate. Unfortunately, they hate the United States. Uh, they hate, uh, uh, well, a lot of Americans, but it's because of the actions of the government. I haven't done anything to harm these people. Right. Um, I don't, you know, I don't want to, you know, bomb them, uh, their their families uh, and all these innocent people. That's why I try to disassociate myself from the United States uh, federal empire as much as possible because I do not like what they're doing. I'm, I try to give them as little money as I possibly can uh, because I don't like what they do with it. So Absolutely. You know, I'd be interested in seeing if this uh, this gentleman here, uh, Larry Thompson, the Mohawk Indian in this case, uh, or Mohawk Native American. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get used to that. Uh, but I would love to see video. I hope that it says he had supporters, uh, a number of supporters, which could be three to 30, uh, a number of supporters surrounding him. I hope one of them got a video camera in to show him, you know, declaring his sovereignty in court and, you know, the reactions of the court staff. And it's always interesting to see what happens when people try unusual approaches uh, in court, because some people have these beliefs that, you know, if you just utter certain magic words that the court all of a sudden is going to say, well, well, now we can't prosecute you. Uh, And of course, it never ends up working that way. So if we learn more, we'll certainly would like to bring more on this case uh, forward to light. Let's go to Fred listening in Fort Michigan, uh, which I presume is in Michigan, but I'm not positive. Fred, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, where are you calling from? Well, uh, oh man, there's so much. Uh, the question was, where are you uh, calling from? Where's Fort Michigan? No, no, Flint. Flint. That's oh, Flint. Okay, got it. Home of Michael yeah, Moore. The, the original motel. Or motor city. So, what are you? Uh, what's on your mind tonight? Oh man. Uh, well, listening to you guys and the uh, nefarious. It's a terrible, oh, terrible pre-sale. Hang on, Fred. We'll come back with you here in a moment. Get your thoughts together. We're going to come back to you, and we'll talk to you that. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at WeUseCoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at SpendBitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via SpendBitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at AU.SpendBitcoins.com. Once again, that's SpendBitcoins.com. Free number here for you to bring up anything you want on Free Talk Live is 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Tally. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We've got a bunch of archives going all the way back to late 2006. 
You can click and download as many as you would like. Just go to freetalklive.com. They're right there at the top of the page. Again, it's freetalklive.com, free archives and streaming and pretty much everything else on the site. It's all free. Bitcoins are one way that you can help support the show, however, on a voluntary basis. If you enjoy Free Talk Live and you've got some Bitcoins you can spare, you can just drop them in our chip, uh, tip jar. Go to bitcoin.freetalklive.com to do that. But if you don't know what a Bitcoin is... Well, then you deserve or you owe it to yourself to uh, go take a look, go and learn about what could be the next most important thing to happen to money in human history. There's a lot of great things happening with money, I tell you. Bitcoins. Bitcoins are pretty exciting. And they've popped up out of nowhere. I mean, no one saw this one coming. It's a completely decentralized currency. It's something that the government can't put their hands on if they wanted to. They could spend all kinds of money and time on it, and they are not going to have success because the programmer geeks are way ahead of the curve, and the government guys just, you know, they just don't have it together. There's no way that they can do this. The cryptography is, you know, almost impossible to crack. I mean, the system is ironclad. There's no central bank. There's no central location. There's no corporation behind this that can be leveraged, that can be threatened. Uh, the, you know, usually the government, if something something new starts up like e-gold or PayPal or something like that, that could in, in some ways threaten their monopoly, they they swoop right in. They, you know, they threaten the operators. They perhaps even arrest the operators and... Uh, and they go after them in whatever way they can. Bitcoin, this is not possible. There's no Bitcoin company. It's open source. Yep. If you go through a bank, you go through the Patriot Act. I mean, that is mm-hmm. the that is the law. But uh, Bitcoin, I, I, there's so much excitement about it, and I, I like to see more and more people accept it. And um, it's money for the digital age, really. Absolutely. And it is only going to get better over time as uh, new uh, products and services are created that's the kind of around the Bitcoin. Like we already have physical Bitcoins now and and other ways to, uh, you know, that are just non-traditional sorts of ways to transfer Bitcoins and new new websites cropping up that make it easier to deal with having Bitcoins and uh, new innovations. It's a a world in which a financial uh, segment in which innovation is completely uncontrolled, which is great because people can just put their ideas out there they can create a new website without having to ask anyone's permission they don't have to license a technology they don't have to you know deal with visa or mastercard or these other mega corporations to to jump on board with trying something new they just do it mm-hmm. just throw it up against the wall see if it sticks go to weusecoins.org to learn more about the bitcoin and you can of course download the free bitcoin software and get started right away there's no application there's no jumping through hoops no patriot act none of that stuff weusecoins.org Learn more about the Bitcoin, and then when you're ready to get some, you can have them in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank and using bitinstant.com. So to buy your Bitcoins with cash, visit bitinstant.com. As we go back to Fred, calling from Flint in Michigan. Fred, you're back on Free Talk Live. So what was it that was on your mind tonight? Well, there is a a booklet called the Citizen's Rule Book, uh, Bill of Rights, Jury Handbook. Uh, it's put out by... Uh, Publisher called Witten, Witten W H I T T E N Printers, mm-hmm. Wittenprinters.com, and they also have a site called Citizens with an S, citizensbook.com, which uh, presumably is all about this. I believe really I have seen one of these in in uh, in physical reality. I believe I've seen this before. Yeah, and this is what everyone needs to read because once you do, it's glaringly obvious that. Uh, None other than the uh, the attorneys. Uh, by the way, the bar. You know, you you got the county bar, then you've got the state bar, then you've got the A bar, 
American bar. Then you got the international bar. And from time to time, I listen to NPR. And a few weeks ago, some uh, woman representative of the CIA assured the audience that everything they're doing is uh, within the realm of uh, international law. Uh, they are doing nothing illegal or unlawful. And, you know, they identified the uh, so-called um, uh, controversy regarding torture uh, of people uh, in other countries. And so then I, I look, you know, Mitt Romney comes on the scene and, and the attack was, well, and rightfully so, I, I presume, that he was shredding various companies and reaping profits in the process. Uh, and, you know, just like Paul Bremer, <laughs> uh, an attorney with the U.S. State Department, when they formulated a constitution in Iraq prior to their elections, they created nothing less than a Sharia constitution, which now allows, uh, you know, I'm an atheist, so, you know, it's interesting to watch what's been happening, but there's been like a pogrom on the, uh, uh, what they call it, the Coptic Christians over there, uh, due to blasphemy, whatever else the, uh, the Muslim communities bring up. But it all came about because of an attorney uh, establishing a Sharia constitution. So uh, I'm sure Mitt Romney, his, his activities were all uh, insured by attorneys. And then when I look at the uh, senators, I look at the governors, the presidents. They're, they're all almost all attorneys. attorneys. They're, they're almost all attorneys in, in government. I mean, the uh, it's a system by attorneys for attorneys. If you think about it, the attorneys get elected to political office. They come up with new laws, and they implement these new laws, and they know that when they get out of political office, if they want to return to being an attorney, they've got new laws to which they can then, uh, you know, make money on helping people prosecute or or defend or or rather be plaintiff or or defendant in a case. Uh, and they know that if they create new laws, it means the police are going to arrest new new people and that uh, defense attorneys are going to have new clients coming to them looking for help. And also the more complicated the laws are, the more important they are, the more necessary they that they'll uh, be to people. The more you need an attorney to understand what mm-hmm. the law says. So, you're, yeah, I mean, well, the, the whole system is by attorneys for attorneys. It's, all, it's what it's all about. Well, one time uh, I uh, assisted my sister after I did it myself, you know, moving violations. So I went into so-called contested, mm-hmm. and um, they have you sign their, uh, whatever you call that thing that you're supposed to sign in, you know. Um, I forgot now. So um, all, I, all I said was without prejudice next to my name. And um, I go in, and uh, they they asked me how I plead. I said, well, uh, I can't plead unless I know whether this is a contract, because uh, I... I I cited Article 1, Section 10. I asked him, aren't you an old sworn uh, government official? So you must know that the only thing that you're involved with is uh, uh, enforcing or refereeing. The judges are supposed to be referees of uh, the validity of contract, just like it says in the 14th Amendment. Well, um, you know, he tried to blow it off. I said, well... uh, 
I said, okay, well, let's see what William Rehnquist, I brought up William Rehnquist because he was still a chief justice at the time. I'll and, tell you what, hold uh, that thought. Rehnquist, we'll come back to you here in a moment. Uh, you're going to have to get to the point, though, because we've got some other things out here. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, a toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. You can bring up anything that you want. Take control of the airwaves at 855-450-3733. And you can, of course, join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Get signed up for news updates. We'll email them to you if you like, or you can follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Go to news.freetalklive.com, and you can get signed up for free there. That's news.freetalklive.com. Coming up in June. The Porcupine Freedom Festival returns. It's a yearly event put on by the Free State Project. Great, uh, ex- great excuse to come up to New Hampshire and experience what it's like to be around hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people in the same campground. We had a hotel kind of convention just uh, over the last weekend called the Liberty Forum. This is uh, like the Liberty Forum in a campground and with more fun and twice the length because it's a full week and it's an absolute blast and it is just uh, you know a little bit more laid back than say a hotel convention might be it's a good time and registration's open now you can go to porkfest.com to get registered for the event it's time to start booking you know your rooms uh, as soon as possible although i don't know if rogers campground is open yet they do tend to close down for the winter time but uh, it's time to certainly start planning and get your registrations in because the registration price is only going to go up over time. Uh, so lock in your registration while you can over at porkfest.com. It's uh, it's promising to be yet another awesome porkfest. I mean, this one's going to be put together by uh, Jason and Sharon Osborne. Uh, and Jason, of course, is the man behind SACL CAI, longtime sponsor of this radio program. Porkfest.com to get registered. Of course, it's all brought to you by the Free State Project, which is also over at freestateproject.org. Now, we're back on with Fred in Flint, and I have to say, Fred, I'm you know, I'm a little sleepy at the moment. I've had a really long day, and I didn't get a whole lot of sleep last night. So I was having a little bit of trouble really understanding the point of what you were getting to. And, and Tally, you said that during you said during the break you were having trouble putting the dots together on this one, too. I've heard things about Sharia law. I've heard things about the Citizen's Rulebook. Um, so, uh, right. I know the Citizen's Rulebook exists. I've seen that. But, you know, it's just a publication. I don't know how true it is. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not really sure what you're getting at here, uh, Fred. Uh, we interface with government on a contractual basis. Nope. I okay. uh, see no evidence and of that. I've, I've heard that claim made before, and I, I've actually asked about that in court, and I was put in a jail cell uh, for my efforts. And now I've signed a contract yeah. with the um, the military when I was uh, when I joined for four years, but that's really the only contract that I've signed with them. Like, what are you referring to? Yeah. Okay. Well, the driving license is, is well, it's it's right. an unrevealed contract, and uh, the, the Uniform Commercial Code does have a, re- a remedy, UCC 1-308. Sorry, yeah. when you say unrevealed, are you talking about some kind of social contract, something that you 
that uh, people believe applies even though it hasn't been agreed to or signed? Yeah, um, like a okay, driving they say is a privilege. They don't they don't tell you that the legally binding definition of driving is commercial activity. And in our private capacity, in our private venue versus the the uh, commerce venue, we're engaged in our own private affairs. Right. And I've heard these. Th- we've heard these theories before over the years, and I find them, you know, very interesting. Uh, the idea being that, well, you know, you're when you're driving, you're you're actually traveling. You're not driving because if you're driving, then it's commercial. Uh, if you're in a vehicle, it's commercial. If you're in a car, it's non-commercial. It's private, and so therefore, all you have to do is just utter some magic words to the cops when they pull you over, and they'll just let you go, or they'll take you to court, and then you can utter, utter some magic words there, and the judge will just drop to his knees and uh, say, "Oh, I'm so sorry for wasting your time, Mister uh, Private Free Free Person." Well, these aren't let you go. These aren't magic words. It's a matter. It's a matter of comprehending what it all means. Well, no, it's not. But no, it really, it's not. It's. Uh, I'm sorry. I mean, I've seen. I've seen all these theories, and to me, it's just nonsense. Well, if let, you me, go, let if, me explain what happened when I went to the judge. Oh, you've so, actually tried this because uh, half the people that call in about this William stuff have Rehnquist. never tried it. I went up, uh, brought up William Rehnquist, uh, a, a uh, case called uh, California Bankers Association versus Schultz, because Rehnquist says that in any statutory allegation, unless uh, the offender is cited and charged with violating the statutory acts implementing implementing regulations. No criminal or civil penalties attached. And there are other cases that back it up, which I also cited, and they dismissed it. And I did it for my sister, and they dismissed it. Do you have evidence of that? Yeah, yeah I used to have evidence. I didn't hold on to that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they said dismissed. And so in theory, then you could any in, big deal. So in theory, huh? then you could go out and like get a parking ticket or a speeding ticket and go in and and utter the same lines and have those dismissed too, right? Yeah, because in reality, it is they know it. They just they, they are all sworn not to uh, not to reveal the secrets, right? So the ability to any of these arguments and unless so, you nail them down. Can you do then something? Can you? They're just going to slam dunk you. Can you do something to educate the rest of us? Uh, like if, like Ian said, if you do have a parking ticket or something, could you do a really good job of documenting this? Uh, have somebody take video of you and the judge having the interaction, scan your court documents and things? Because I've been listening to Free Talk Live, and Ian certainly has been hosting the show for a while, and he's heard callers uh, say these stories. But I think if somebody like yourself uh, provides evidence of this, um, you know, people start believing it, and then uh, they could do it themselves. But without that evidence, I know I'm still skeptical. Right, because yeah. I've tried there some of these. Group, there is a group uh, called, I don't know what they call themselves, uh, but they have a website, uh, and I I was informed that they have a Thursday night telephone uh, uh, seminar. It's called uh, Escape Harass, EscapeHarassment.com. And okay. those guys have got lots of documentation. Because uh, and are they charging for, for it? Uh, charge you for what? Uh, well, a lot of these people that uh, that you know purport to have the truth about how to get out of these sorts of things uh, will no, try no, no. to. They, uh, there may now be a cost for the seminar, like a calling card. You might have to use a calling card. When I used to listen in periodically, it was all free, but they had a bunch of idiots that would call in and disrupt everything, and it was pretty strange. So they apparently went to a uh, 
a where you need a calling card that you call. Yeah, in. okay. So I just went there and uh, they're charging $150 for their uh, supposed secrets. Yeah, this is so common. No, where... they're, not, they're not doing that. No, every the only cost well, that they have purchase ever, right there at the ever top. Uh, assigned is to the printing cost. Like you know, when they duplicate material, so they ask for. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, the, you know, they're call. charging a hundred. Maybe you haven't been to the website in a while, but I'm looking at it right now. Uh, it says purchase right there at the top. When you click there, it uh, gives you. You know, you can click here to buy their secrets for 150 dollars a piece, and then oh. they're going to tell you how to well. get out of tickets. Uh, and it'll be a foolproof plan until you actually try it yourself, and then end up, uh, you know, getting convicted of something, and then you're you're out 150 bucks, and you've uh, you've got a conviction on your record. Here's what I would suggest for you. I don't know if you're involved with these people or not if you're trying you know if you're involved in this scheme uh, but what i would suggest no, is that it's you not do a it scheme and i'm not involved here's what i would suggest i would suggest that it, you it, here fred i would suggest if you want people to take you seriously that you have some evidence uh, some video evidence of your cases hey, getting you know dismissed i tell you what the, the law operates on an individual basis and i already gave away Fred, I'll tell you what. Well. The law's a bunch of nonsense, and, and they do whatever they want to. Fame or fortune. Fred, they if do whatever they want, Fred. Thanks and, for the call. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. If, if it's such a good idea, if what you have is so brilliant and so effective, why not put it out there for free? I no. mean, if you really care about setting people free from this system, I mean, if I had the secret to getting out of tickets and to getting out of, you know, whatever other BS charges the government has trumped up against uh, against a person, I would put that all over the place because I care about human freedom and I'm not looking. He says he's not looking to make money off of this, uh, but uh, the, the people at EscapeHarassment.com are certainly looking to make money. And it's not about printing costs. It doesn't cost $150 to print some material. In fact, this is downloads. You pay $150 and you get a download. Download. So there's no cost whatsoever to that, except for whatever the small amount of bandwidth it would be to send a file over the internet. It's ridiculous. It yeah. is ridiculous. I was and, thinking the same thing. I mean, why keep it a secret? Right. And so if it's so effective, just have a video camera, bring it into court, and, and you know, show us a few examples of you getting these tickets tossed out. Go ahead. Go speed by a cop. Get a speeding ticket on purpose so you can show us how effective this method is. Because until then, it's just another conspiracy theory promoted by some random caller on a radio show. 855-450-FREE is a toll-free number. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want, including convoluted legal theories. 855-453 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. But I'm, you know, I pretty much had it up to here with these things. I've tried this stuff. I really, I have. You know, at one time I was very interested in it. It all sounds very interesting when you're looking for a solution, when you're, you're seeing the, the, uh, aggression, uh, the aggression of the, the people calling themselves the state. And there are these people that, that purport to be these uh, experts, people that, uh, that clearly have spent time researching uh, these legal matters. And they really seem like they know what they're talking about and they seem to have the answers. And a lot of the things they say make sense. You know, and, and, you know, they can cite their legal research and cite court cases and you're like, well, you know, that makes sense. And then you actually try it out and you you get shot down. Uh, if you find the the video of me getting arrested for the first time, 
It's uh, from a few years ago. It was over the couch incident when my neighbors had a couch in their lawn. I went in there and I tried to ask the judge something about, are you trying to contract or are you, uh, you, know, are you making an offer? Because that last caller said, it's all contracts. They're contracting with you, even though you don't know it, right? It's like these secret contracts or something uh, where you're consenting without knowing what you're consenting to. And then all of a sudden you're liable for all these rules that you never agreed to in the first place, which he's saying you are agreeing to. But anyway, uh, so I asked him that question and uh, I was arrested. But I was actually arrested for not sitting down fast enough. And some people say if you don't do what the judge tells you to do, then you're not contracting with them. The idea being that if you even stand up and walk across the bar that you're contracting, the fact that you're even coming to court has been called contracting with them, that you're agreeing to their uh, to their little game that they're playing. Or if you sit down when they tell you to sit down, that you're contracting with them. I mean, I've heard all of these things. And uh, so I didn't sit down fast enough and I was arrested and, and charged with contempt of court. And, of course, I was arrested because I didn't stand up fast enough. That's correct. So it's yeah. an interesting world that we live in. But All they do is whatever they want to do. And even in, the, even in the court's own rules, because all these people that have these legal theories, they have poured over the rules and they have read them and they have cited them. And they, they really believe it. I, I believe they believe this stuff. But the thing is, they don't have to follow their own rules. And anybody who's spent enough time in court knows this is the case. They can change them at a moment's notice also. Not only that, but the actual rules, in, at least in New Hampshire, and it's probably similar in other places, the actual court rules are the number one rule is that the, the rules can be waived at any time if it's in the so-called interest of justice. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't even matter what the rules say. If the man in the robe can just, well, I just, I have decreed that I shall waive these rules today and we'll just do whatever it is I want to do because that's how it works. And if somebody can prove otherwise, gosh, I sure would love to see the evidence. But thus far, I've never seen anyone follow a case, as you suggested, Tally, from start to finish with all the, all the filings that somebody makes, with video footage of everything that goes on in the court, and, you know, real solid proof. No one has ever, for all the people that talk about this stuff, no one has ever come here to New Hampshire to show us how it's done. Because I'd love to see somebody come here and just like, here, you, I'll go out and get a speeding ticket and I'll show you guys how it's done. You can sit in, in court and watch me do it. Nope, no one's ever done that. One guy showed up once upon a time talking a good game about this, uh, this stuff, and he never went to court. He lived out in the woods for a while and then went back to California. So <laughs> let's go to Matt. He's on uh, in New York. Matt, you're uh, listening to Free Talk Live with Ian and Tally. Hi, Ian. Um I just wanted to try to lend a little credence to your last caller because I'm actually in the middle of it right now. Uh, this is my first attempt at it. Uh, at what? I just thought I'd, at, at trying that whole, you know, illegal theory type stuff. Um, now, which theory I, are you attempting? The jurisdiction. So you're challenging jurisdiction? You're saying... Correct. You're saying to the court, essentially, that you don't have jurisdiction over me because I don't consent? Or what was the argument? I didn't openly say that. What I said was, uh, you know, you sit in, uh, you usually end up going to traffic court a few times, and the first time everybody shows up without a lawyer or anything. Uh, so I sit down in a chair in front of the judge here, you know, the, you know, whatever he is, and uh, he reads the charges off, and he says, do you understand the charges against you? And I said, I don't really, uh, partic- I don't particularly care for the vernacular. I kind of comprehend every word you're saying. And he just kind of double, did a double take at me. And, uh, and he said, I'm going to do this again. He says, do you understand the charges against you? And he read them all again. I said, no, 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 no I don't understand the charges against me because I'm not going to, quote, unquote, understand the charges, correct? So um, what ended up happening was uh, he changed 
he, he claimed the vernacular is not important in a court of law, and uh, which is absurd. And um, I, he wouldn't, I didn't understand the first one, and I let him have the other two because I want to try more into the court. One interesting thing that did happen in the process was he became flustered, and he blurted out, I cannot proceed until you understand these charges. Well, great. I would love to not proceed. Yeah. Can you release you then? Leave you alone? <laughs> exactly. I, I should have I stopped there. I probably should have stopped right there, but I really want to carry it through and, and see how far I can take it. I want to put the cop on the stand so forth. Well, where did, the, where but, did this go? So this was your arraignment uh, is where this happened? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. I mean, from what I can tell, that, that the arraignment is particularly for the purpose of getting uh, that jurisdiction over you. I can't see any reason to go back to a traffic court three times because there was no plea. They didn't even ask for a plea. I offered to enter one. Which would have been what? What would you have pled? I would would have pled not guilty. Well, now, wouldn't that be uh, agreeing to their system by pleading? That would be contracting. That would be contracting. So why would you have plead if you were intending not to to contract with them? Why would you have plead? Because I I actually want to take this further because there are other things you can do on the other side of that wall, too. So, you know, put the, you know, question you at any time. The, the theory states that at any time you're allowed to retract your retract jurisdiction from the judge. If you give it to him, you're more than welcome to challenge it at any time. I would love to see uh, footage of you doing this because I can tell you I've tried this understand thing before. It's actually one of my favorite lines. I, I like you know, like there's little bits, tidbits of gold in some of these uh, in some of some of these theories. I love it when they ask me if I understand. I always say no. How could Same I? Same here. Yeah, no right. way. How could I possibly understand your system? It's written for lawyers by lawyers in a, le- in a language called legalese. So there's no way I could yeah. possibly understand. And so I've tried this, Matt. And you know what they did to me? You know what he says? Well, you've been here before. Of course you understand. You're not incompetent. Right. He actually he actually started to fill out a uh, form. It was obviously some kind of bluff, but he was threatening to uh, set bail on me. And it was because uh, I said, you're going to set bail on somebody for a traffic ticket? And, uh, you know, there's 20 other people in the courtroom waiting to go. He's only the third one to go. And he says, uh, he says, well, you might be a flight risk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I live on the same street as you. Wow. I'm not going anywhere. But, you know, I'm, there may be New Hampshire in my future, but it's not tomorrow, you know. So, uh, so my, my yeah, point that, was the understand thing didn't work. I filed paperwork challenging jurisdiction. That's always denied. I brought up jurisdiction in court. It's ignored. Uh, you know, they presume they have jurisdiction, and if you challenge it, they just move ahead anyway. Nothing works. Well, but, maybe, maybe there's a, a possibility of uh, filing a um, uh, uh, civil rights lawsuit. Well, I don't know how you do all you know, that stuff. They, they love to dangle out that oh, you can appeal this, or there's other courts. But uh, I mean, do you really I, I, do you really think there's much hope uh, in your case that you're going to win it with uh, these? The, I don't want to call it a game, but uh, with your maneuvers. Well, I, I'm not sure, but we're gonna. This is an experiment above all, you know. I mean, I, I want to find out for myself. You know, what are they going to do? They're going to throw me in jail for about three months or something like that. It's it, maybe it, it's. It's so what? Big deal. You know, okay. what, what? Hey, man. I know, you, I, it is a big deal because people have, taxpayers have to pay for that. Yeah, your you know, freedom is at stake. You're removed from your friends and families. I mean, don't treat it like it's not a big deal. Well, it, well yeah, right. You know, it costs the freedom. You know, it's, it's, and, it's, and if this turns out to be fact, and the more the judge raises, raises his voice, the more the courtroom 
and the new 20 people that will be in it next time get to see what a travesty it is and how easy it is to beat it or how easy it is to get your rights trampled on or you know, one or the other, uh, people are going to end up educated from it. So what um, are you... I wish I could report it. There was, I mean, I touched my phone. The guy's like, put it down. So uh, Where are so you I'm at? Gonna... New York. And they, you and can't York, record in courtrooms? Yeah, we've actually met before. We met at, we met at uh, Pete and Adam's trial in uh, Greenfield. Oh, oh great. Okay. But, uh, well, I mean, you know, then you know Pete and Damo. So, um, you know, they and other activists are really good about documenting stuff. And so that's what I would encourage you to do. I mean, is there anywhere I, I... that... Go ahead. I'm actually gonna. I'm actually gonna. Uh, I'm gonna start a diary and um, diary the whole thing. And you can't. You uh, can't get somehow get their permission to uh, have a camera in the courtroom. There's no method for doing that in New York. Um. Well, there may be. I don't know how I go about doing it. Well, maybe you, you might want to look into it. I mean, if if you're doing something that's unusual. That uh, is, you know, if you're attempting to prove something, your diary is just not going to cut it. Uh, having uh, having video footage, or at the very least, audio of uh, of the court encounter, is just priceless. I mean, you just can't beat that. And you know, I wish you the best of luck, Matt. I hope that it pans out and that you don't spend uh, several months in jail and that you can relate to us uh, whatever successes or failures. I'd bet on failure that uh, that you have. Uh, and I thank you for the call tonight. And really, best of luck. I, I mean it. Uh, so, Tally, Tally, thanks for joining. Tonight. That's always a pleasure. Tally.tv for, for more of Jason Tally. T-A-L-L-E-Y.tv. And for more Free Talk Live, well, stay tuned. We do this thing every night of the week over at freetalklive.com and on your local radio station. Where do you want to go today? It's the 1,000 Places Travel Minute with Patricia Schultz, renowned travel expert and author of the number one New York Times bestseller, 1,000 Places to See Before You Die, with one more place to add to your traveler's life list. The Li River in Guilin, China, is one of my 1,000 places to see before you die. A cruise down the Li River in the Guangxi province of China is like floating through a classic Chinese scroll painting. From Guilin, the Jade River Li winds through spectacular, almost surreal scenery of humped-backed and eroded karst formations with whimsical names like Bat Hill, Five Tigers Catch a Goat, and Painting Brush Peak. Tour boats pass picturesque villages where young boys bathe the family water buffalo, women wash clothes, and farmers plow rice fields. Some 50 miles downriver, the small town of Yangshuo is the southern terminus of these river cruises. From here, day trips by bike over the surrounding green plains and forest-covered limestone peaks allow you to see some of China's most remarkable scenery. For more tips and information on the very best places to visit on your travels, please visit Patricia Schultz at 1000places.com. Do you know over 6 million people a year visit the Eiffel Tower? What you may not know is that just around the corner is a hidden cafe with the best croissants in Paris. When you travel with Trafalgar, you'll travel with an insider who will show you must-see sites and share unique experiences. So call 1-866-544-4434 today for a free brochure or visit us at Trafalgar.com. See the world from the inside with Trafalgar. 